Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mufti Saab. How's it going? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Great, great. Man, you left me yesterday early and I, I was all alone, you know? So I I took advantage of your absence for the last 15 minutes. I heard you were busting out some Urdu poetry. No Urdu poetry. Do you, do you, do you think I know Urdu poetry? <laughs> I, I I watched, actually, I, I caught the last 15 minutes. I wanted to... Um, you know, should benefit from some of your gems as well. Man, now you're just flattering me. How's everything, Mustafa? How's it going? Alhamdulillah, you're good. Alhamdulillah, I want to welcome everyone. Um, today we're starting at 9:45. So, Ahlan wa Sahlan, Marhaban bikum. And I hope you're doing well. I'm here with Mufti Abdul Rahman, who is based out of Warren, Michigan, and myself out of uh, Flint. Uh, Flint. This is the city. The blessed city of Flint, Michigan. Alhamdulillah. So, Muftisa, we um we talked about Surah Mu'minun yesterday. Yeah, some people were waiting from like I think nine. They've been here since like nine twenty. You know, um, they've been here for twenty minutes. I mean, I pre we appreciate you being here. Jazakallah khair for um spending time waiting for this um program. We really appreciate that. But and someone else asked about well, there was a program delayed today. Yeah, we we discussed that yesterday that our timing will be from nine forty five, um, from today onwards. So just put that in your schedule. Um, that will be from 9.30, 9.45 till 10.15. And Brother Bilal Shah, we got to put that scuba diver suit away. But then you, everyone's on, like that thing has gone viral now. The scuba diver, the vlahwa, the tantalizing. Um, you know, some people, they demand me to tell them what Baijan means now. They say, man, I'm older than you. You got to call me Baijan too now. So like, you got to you gotta stop putting this stuff out there, Bajan. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to calm down slowly. Just It all, it all depends on my mood, you know. Sometimes... I'm skydiving, scuba diving. We're all in different moods, uh, you know. But Muflisab, we are going to go ahead. I talked about a little bit about Noor yesterday. You gave a very beautiful explanation of one of the most beautiful verses in the Quran. Verse number 35, chapter number 24. You spoke about that. But um, there's so much going on. And uh, so where are, we, where, where, where are you starting today? What's, what's going on? Give me some... Take us for a walk. Take us for a, take us for a hike. Not a dive? Not a dive. You know, I didn't put on my scuba dive suit today. Okay, hold on. So, uh, yes, so, so we're, we're also two sister uh, Afshan, we're also saying salam to your daughter. She's four years old, mashallah. May Allah make her pious, saliha, and coolness to the parents' eyes, inshallah. And all the kids who are watching, we, we get a lot of comments from parents who say their kids are watching with them. And they're demanding that we do something for their kids as well. So, let them know we have something in store for the kids as well, Bajan. You're not only training you're not for adults, but you are for kids as well. Khawla is watching too, Khawla from Canada. So a lot of a lot of kids are watching, and I want to give you... You want to say something for the kids? Do you want me to do it? You do, Bajan. You know, oh, my dear bacho. Oh, my dear bacho. You know, <laughs> you know we, we love you all, and we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we see Mariam... And all the little girls and boys who are tuning in, it's so it's so honoring that your children are watching us talk about Quran. And um, we're and hopefully they will learn something. And I'm telling you, um, there's we have a little Ruqayya from Canton watching in. And when you watch us, hopefully the things that we say they penetrate into your hearts. And when your parents make a mistake, you can say, Mama, that scuba diver Sheikh said, Don't do that. <laughs> you know, and Baba. No, you look chikna chikna. <laughs> you know? So when you 
when you um when you when you have your children around you in the gathering like this, it's so beautiful having children, family, even from Flint. I you know Dr. Jundi watches with his grandchildren. It's beautiful that you have grandparents, ch grandchildren all watching together, you know, and they're all here to watch you, Mufti Sab. They all want to learn from you. And I, in fact that the, we have different people from all age groups watching. This is so beautiful. And I, I want to I appreciate the parents and really, really appreciate the children and the youth who are watching. Jazakallah khair. Okay, so Bajan, so uh, um, before we get into Surah Furqan, I, I believe it's very, very important for us to just uh, speak a little bit about Surah Nur at the end of it and then jump into Surah Furqan and Surah Shu'ara and Surah Naml, which is the 19th just today. See, Bajan, the thing is, we are a community, our society consumed by so much information. So much information, okay? If my computer starts to lag and you don't see clearly, let me know. What are you going to do? I, I don't know. I just want to know. I might, you know. What might are you going to do? If I tell you, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to make dua, something. Just let me know. Okay. So, uh, so I, whoever was, uh, whoever was uh, in my Surah Hujrat Ramadan Immersion Program today, um, I spoke a little bit about this as well. See, Bajan, the thing is, we as a society and a community, we're so used to sharing information before we verify. Mm. You know, with one click, you know, Mufti Asim says, you are, you are, you are as you click and you are as you tap. Like, mm. like if you're, if you're indiscriminative and sharing things and clicking on things, then that's who you are, right? And this whole Surah Al-Nur was brought down to teach, again, this is an important policy, man. It brought down to teach human beings that Islam cares about people's privacies. Like yeah. there is a certain level of privacy of human beings. And, and, and it's so important that Surah Nur, forget the, the part of reputation, it speaks about, uh, yeah, so she, she uh, Zabi, our sister Zabi was part of the Hujrat class, and I said Sheikh Sulaimanullah's quote of verify before you amplify, right? And Ja'akum Fasukum Binaba and Fatabayanu, verify it. Um, you know, th so this is this is what uh, this is what Surah Nur teaches us. Now let check this out. Allah is so he's he gives so much attention to someone's privacy that he taught he teaches in Surah Nur, he teaches us how to enter into someone's house. So the Nur teaches us this: knock on the door, wait. He even instructs children how to knock on their parents' homes. You can just walk inside the house. Even if it's your own parents, he teaches us your parents have a level of privacy. Your children have a level of privacy. Your neighbors have a level of privacy. He even teaches about al-ghadul basar. You know, when everything about ghadul basar, we think about oh, not mahram only. But he in this surah he talks about lowering our gaze because Imam Muslim Rahimullah talks about lowering the gaze means that when you go to someone's house, like if you enter the house with your gaze, it is as if you already entered the house. You can't just go in the corner and peek inside the house. That's how much he has protected someone's privacy, right? How about the phone checking? How about the, the spouse checking the other spouse's cell phone? No, I'm not saying anything about that. Okay, okay. You're scared. You're scared. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about I'll talk about that. You're you the guy. I got the guts. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll do it. Don't worry. So so I don't um, hear anyone except God and my wife. <laughs> So, so um Surah Nur talks about that. Then it's so when you talk about that in one aspect, then within that aspect, it talks about all right, how do you react when you hear something negative about somebody, right? Um, what do you what do you how do you react to that? 
you hear something negative about someone, rumor. Like we're not, we don't work for the rumor bill. See, when I present, there are three. I said this in Surah Hujurah today. There are three categories of people when you hear about something. The first category is if you hear a rumor, you know, rumors and scandals and like these are people. People like this juicy information. This happened. Oh, this is juicy, juicy stuff. Yeah, it's, you so this is a wedding. The wedding discussion. Do you know what happened to Sabrina? Or 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 like you know, Khadija ki beti ke saath kya hua? Yeah, yeah. You get caught up into it so quickly. Oh, yeah. And then and and then after what happens after that is that's why all like the you know this this print media is pretty much it's a dead it, it's it's a dead business print media everything's digital except for like those magazines on those grocery stores that are all about rumors and scandals mm. like those are yeah. still there they're still running you know because we love to consume that stuff Allah and so Allah talk, talks about this in Surah An Nur He says look there are three categories the first there is a category there's a category of people who are you know they just Unconditionally support and love you. Whatever happens, no, this person could not have done something like this. There's a second category of unconditional opposition, and there's a third category of people who are neutral and they can can be swayed by one or the other. Uncon okay. Unconditional opposition. I'm interested in that one. So unconditional opposition uh, is basically saying like it doesn't matter what happens. I don't like this guy. Ten. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter what they do right. They just don't like them. They, this, this this is true. You know, like this guy is guilty until proven innocent in in Allah's courts in Qiyamah. Until then, he's guilty, right? Wow. He's guilty. So Surah Nur explains this to us. Like, look, a lot of times, just to, you know, when your phone, Majan, we share things on WhatsApp and you know on on Facebook. Be careful. You know, forwarded as received. That's not gonna that's not gonna save you on the day of judgment if you slandered somebody by just forwarding something. You know, sometimes you do it with good intention. Could you please, please, uh, for you forward something negative about somebody? Please tell me, verify this. It's your job to verify it. Don't don't send it before before verifying it. So Surah Nur talks about that. Like, listen, we have to. We have, the Prophet said on the on the day of um, Hajjatul Wida. He said, "Allah inna dima'akum wa amwalakum wa aradakum haramun alaykum. Your 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 blood, your properties, and your reputation are sacred, man. We can't just." Allah has not given us anyone the license to just rip through someone's sanctity, man. We can't do that. We cannot do that. So we all, as a human, uh, as a humankind, have to be, especially the Muslim community. And what's interesting in the Surah Al-Hajj, Allah talks about it that when you do that, he, in the Tafsir, in the Tafsir, uh, Ibn Kathir mentions when you start doing that to others, think of that as this: Would you ever take one hand and start cutting your finger of the other hand off? You would never do that. The whole Muslim Ummah is like one body. When you do that, it is as if you're doing that to your own body. It's not worth it, you know. It's, so it's why, why do people do it? Like, why do people talk about other people? I want the answer. Nice cup. They just have. It's just. It's just because it, it's easy to do. But then here's the thing: it's easy. It's easy to do because look, when you want to hurt someone else, when you want to hurt someone else, you have uh, you can either hurt them physically or through words. If you want to hurt them physically, you have to be a man enough. You have to be strong enough. You have to. You have. You can't just go someone to punch them if you're not strong enough, right? But to hurt them with your words, you could be someone sitting in front of a screen just type something, you know, mm -hmm. and you and you've completely like so it's, it's an attitude of weak people. Yeah, you can just you can completely tear apart someone's reputation just by a few clicks. I mean, anonymous letter. You know, we're we've gone so low that we'll write a letter about someone else's reputation. Destroy his reputation and not even put a name on it. Like, come on, you guys. Yeah, anonymous. Oh, written by anonymous. Like, really? 
B, you, you're not even man enough to say something, that's who it is, so we can, so the Prophet is in, in the Quran, Allah speaks about this, he's listen, be careful man, because yeah. even if you be jahala, Allah says be jahala, even if you unintentionally, you didn't mean any harm, you unintentionally forward something, and you spread something, you will get the every single person will get their share of sins. So let's stop this. You know what? This, this issue isn't just with men, women. You might think this issue of gossip is something that's related to people who like who don't pray, yeah, or people who don't fast. But this is a sickness that's embedded into people who pray, who pray tahajjud. Yeah. Those people, mashallah, mashallah, they do. They have the scarves on. They have big beards. They're in the front row of the masjids. They are the, the the activists of their communities. But they're the ones that are. I'm not. I'm not making a general rule. But these are the same people. Sometimes when it comes to speak against someone, they don't hesitate. Yeah. If you look at the story of the people who accuse Aisha, anha, right? This is in the same context in Surah Nud. They accuse Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, the daughter of Abu Bakr. Can you get better? Can you get a woman better than this? In that Medina era, the daughter of Abu Bakr and the wife of the Prophet. Okay, the closest that comes to that is Hafsa, the daughter of Umar, the wife of the Prophet. But there's no one that comes in, in the era of Medina in Khadija was in Mecca. So that's so the daughter of the Prophet, you know? The daughter of the Prophet Khadija and the wife of Ali radiallahu. So we have these great individuals. They went after the Ummul Mu'minin, the most pure woman. In the one of the most pure women on the, on the planet, the married to the most pure human, the Prophet, the, the daughter of one of the most pure human, Abu Bakr Siddiq, a Siddiq, a man who never lies, his daughter who's so pure. They went after her. And Mufti Sab, they were people who participated in Badr, correct? There were Muslims who had been participating. There was a woman, Hamna bint Jahash, whose brother Abdullah bint, bint Abdullah bin Jahash, who is a martyr. Of the day of Uhud. She herself is a very special righteous woman too. But it feels like when it comes to gossiping and and and, and talking about other people, we feel like this is like there's we have a lot of leverage to do it. I have to say something like, you know, we are told few things. Like, even if it's true, even if I know something about you, I know something about your children. I see someone's daughter and son in, in the in the Great Lakes crossing. Crossing the street together, holding hands, you know, two opposite gender, and I say, "Oh, Baji, Baji, ha, you know, call sister, sister." I saw the kuri munda. I saw the guy and the girl walking around. You won't believe it. They know you were so. I took a picture. Mufti Sab. People take pictures. They go so low. They take pictures of other people's mistakes, and then they take screenshots, and then they circulate it. Why? Why would you do that? Would you want someone to do that to your daughter, your son? That's one thing. So number one, we have to have some self-dignity. The other thing is this, Mufti Sahib, where if it's true, if someone is doing something wrong, isn't there a concept of hiding someone's faults? Yeah, of course there is. is it like someone made a mistake, they're going to repent. This should be like a, a concept because what happens when someone hides someone's faults in this dunya? What happens, Mufti Sahib? Bajan, listen, here's the deal. Look, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things right here, Bajan. Hey, Mufti Sahib, you're going to go very deep. I'm going to get my chai. It's right there. Oh, go ahead. I don't, know. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can do this with you for 13 more days. It's gonna to be too tough. Like I, I'm really getting out of work for this kind of stuff. <laughs> so here's the thing, Bajan. So you asked the question, why do we do this for? 
the first of course is that you what we said like you know it's it's a it's a it's a sign of a weak person who just sits behind you know a text a, a phone or something and we just write away and we can't do it in front of we just hide behind anonymous names and screens the second is listen Majan, here's the thing the second is if a, per, a person who's so busy with himself with his own you know with his own rectification his own growth like i don't want to give an example of amazon's uh, you know founder jeff Bezos. no don't don't do that please I, don't do it. How he said something. He says, I can care I less. I can't believe you're quoting this guy. Take him off, Godzilla. My goodness, Jeff. Until he doesn't give me Amazon Prime for free for my life, I don't like him. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, so um, he said, I don't, care, like, I don't bother myself in seeing what my competition is doing. I can care less. I'm focused on what I'm doing. That's all I'm focused about. So Alamik Bali says about this. He says, he says, wala sitaron ki ka Okay, Bajan, you have to listen to that. Too much Urdu for me. Break it down. The one who was looking for searching for the moon and for the stars and for the galaxies all the way up there. He he traveled to the moon. He traveled. He's trying to travel outside the planet Earth. He failed to travel within himself. Hmm. He failed to take a dive, scuba dive, dive within his own self, looking at his own faults. Because a person who looks at his own faults gets blinded from other people's faults. Hmm. And a person who's always looking at other people's faults, the punishment is he gets blinded from his own faults or her own faults. You see, so he's saying that he this person has gone all the way there, but he forgot what's right right in front of him. Is that he's like, Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like the one who who learned how to utilize the the rays of the sun, like you know, we made greenhouses and this and that. So we mimic we mimic the strength and the power of the sun rays. We learned this this new technology, right? Like. Uh, so, yeah, we advanced so much in that field. Uh, that's what he's we, saying. We've advanced so much in the in that field. Yeah, but this man could not light a lamp in the darkness of himself. He could not light a lamp in his own life because he's so worried about others, so consumed about others. So that, that, is it, don't you think Iqbal, Iqbal Saab, Iqbal Saab, you know, he's, he's taking this, Rahmatullah, is taking this from a hadith of the Prophet where the Prophet said. That a person could see a small uh, a, a prick of a mistake, you know, like a small, like an, a, a twig of false in his Muslim brother or sister. But himself or herself sees a huge trunk of, of mistakes right there. They, they have a mountain of mistakes, but they're blinded to their own mistakes, but they're able to see a small, small mistake in other people. Isn't yeah. That yeah, it's that beautiful hadith. And you know, you said about you know hiding a person's uh, faults, but Jan, the great, I mean, quickly I mentioned in one minute that great story of Umar al Khattab anhu, who again, all these words we say to you, they, they, you know, if we look at the lives of Sahaba, all the beautiful hadith, akhlaq, Umar al Khattab anhu was a like a, a life physical manifestation of these attributes. So, any quality you talk about, you can give an example of his life. So, one day he was in Medina Munawwara. I want, to, I want to let the crowd just to say when we say Umar radiallahu an, radiallahu an, when we say the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sallu ala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Everyone's, if we can all type sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once, 
right? And say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and make our children say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let's bless this gathering with the names of these pious people. Bismillah, sorry. Umar anhu, Aisha used to say that if you, this is a beautiful statement of Aisha anha, then it was also said by Sufyan Allah. They both said, if you want to uh, bring light to your gathering and bring iman to your hearts, mention the stories of Umar. Umar. Oh, subhanAllah, Bajan, you killed him. Beautify your gatherings with the mention of Umar bin Khattab. So check this out, Bajan. One day, he's doing his rounds in the city of Medina. And he comes, he, he hears some music from a house in Medina to Munawra. So this man... Party going on. Party going on. His antenna went up. Like, man, this guy... This person is, yeah, this person is having, really, a good time, having a good time, having a good time. So he goes to go check on him. The door is locked from the front. He looks from the window and he sees this person literally like singing songs, <laughs> like a proper party going. I'm not sure if he was doing that or if he was doing this, one of the two he was doing. Okay. 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 So Umar al-Khattab jumps from the top of that because our houses in those days had, you know, with the windows, they were not always covered from the tops. So he jumped in the house. He gets in front of this guy and he grabs him. He said, you have no fear of Allah. You I, love, to... I, love, I love this story. Mufthisa. I you, love listen this. To the, you listen to music in the city of Medina. You don't care. You, Umar is alive and you're doing this. You have no he, shame. He says something like this. I haven't seen something worse than this. Uh, like a person who's about to die. Who's he's old, old guy, yeah. Old guy and he's in, it's still indulgent since. He's he's like, so I've, yeah, he's like, I've never seen a worse scene in my life. An old man. Yeah, indulged in sins. Like you're about to die, you're doing this in the city of Medina. So that guy, old that old man said, "Oh, Amir al-Mu'minin, I'm committing a sin. I admit, but you also committed three major sins." Mm. Amir al-Khattab, right when he heard that he committed three major sins, he did not do what we do, really. But stop it, bro. You did this. I'm the. He didn't start arguing. He didn't become defensive. He just worried about himself. He's worried about himself. But then, right away, the he says it goes back to himself, right? You know that uh, that Urdu poem says, "Tu idhar udhar ki baat na kar, ye bata ki kafila kyun jota? Mujhe rehzanon se gila nahi, teri rehbari ka sawal hai." Right? Shaitan Jee always mentions it. Like, like, don't talk about this person or that person. Talk about yourself. You, how are you leading this caravan? Why did your eyesight get away from this caravan that got looted? Your job was to preserve the Deen of Allah. Your job was to preserve the lifestyle of the Prophet You took your eyes off of it, and now people are tarnishing it. Now people have they, they can say something about it. By the time of Sahaba, they kept their eyes on the road, eyes on the prize, so no one could say anything about the life of the Prophet He was preserved, you know. Yeah. So here, here is Umar al-Khattab. He says, "Well, you know, what did I do wrong?" He said, "Well, the hukum of Allah is don't spy on others. You were spying on me. La, la jassasu. You were spied on me. Yep. The second is, yeah. yeah, the second hukum of Allah is enter from the front door. You jumped in from the side door, from the top, without asking permission. The hukum of Allah is take permission before you come. You didn't do that. You jumped from the side without taking permission. And the third thing you did wrong was you're supposed to say salam right when you entered. You did not say salam to me. Yeah. So you, three things you did wrong. You did all three things you didn't do. Umar al-Khattab said, forgive me, my brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he left. Right when he was told about his mistake, he left. I mean, he could have done anything. He was the Amin al-Mu'mineen. He could have said, listen, bro, we'll talk about myself later. And these three things were not big deals, you know? Wasn't was the same narration that he had alcohol? Yeah. He had alcohol, right? A drinking and he was playing music at the same time. Yeah. He was Got drinking it. and playing music at the same... It was a party. You said that. And Umar bin Khattab caught this guy. And Umar bin Khattab caught him. Okay? So now what happens is... Now, this man used to come for salah. 
Now Umar Khattabanu, after every salah, is looking for this person and he can't find him. He can't yeah. find him. One day after many months, after one, one day after Fajr Salah, Umar Khattab turns around and he sees this person somewhere in the back of the gathering. Yeah. You know? He, and he catches him. And right away he says to him, come here, come here. I want to talk to you about something. So everyone looks at Umar Khattab like, why is this man calling this average old man? What does he have to do with him in the middle of the whole gathering? He comes to him. He tells him, come near me, come near me. And he brings him so close to him. And he whispers something in his ear. And what does he whisper in his ear? He says, oh, my brother, I want to tell you something. That day I saw you doing what you were doing. Wallahi, I never told anyone about it. So don't be embarrassed. I ne- nobody knows about what you did that day. And that day, who's with him? Do you remember who's with him? Aslam. Ibn Abbas, I think. Or yeah. Aslam. Ibn yeah. Abbas. He said, I did not even tell Ibn Abbas who was outside the house. I didn't yeah. tell him. About it. Yeah, so there was, he went inside and his, some say Aslam, some say Ibn Abbas. When I came out, I didn't even tell him. And nice. nobody knows about what happened just between nice. me and Allah. No one knows about this. I mean, no. house. Like how he kept it such a secret, man. Like yeah. how we do things. We see something that may have 10 different angles, but we take that negative angle. And, and no, no, no. We see something good. We make it negative. That too. That yeah. too. And then what, what happened? With the, what did the old man say? The power of you know this characteristic is you can change lives, man. You can change lives. What did that old man say? The old man people, people who criticize me never changed me. People who help me in positive ways with their wisdom are the ones who influenced me. Yeah, a lot of, of people were always criticizing people, making fun of people. They're not going to change because you're, 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 you're bringing so much harm to them. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're, they're never going to find you as a well-wisher. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, then, then what, did, what, did, what did the old man do? The old man then whispered in Umar Khattab's ears and he said, Allah is my witness from that day onwards, that day you saw me drinking and listening to music, I have never drank or listened to music since that day. I have what, happened? what happened? You tell us, man. No, you tell me, Muftab. You, you said the story. Tell me what happened. No, you, you finish it. You finish it. I, I have to say that he was impressed that Omar didn't retaliate. You know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the most beautiful things about witnessing something being done wrong is how you interact with that person. So, if you see someone smoking and you say, Oh my God, you're smoking in Ramadan. This guy is like, you know, like, he's never going to be your friend again. You know, like if you, Prophet Sallallahu when, when he, this is what I want to say with this up. I want to say this is this is this is not scuba dive material, but this is you know this is snorkeling material. Um, okay. um, but you know what I what I find in the Quran in the Sunnah that zina is wrong, drinking is wrong, these things are wrong, wrong, wrong. Don't do adultery. Don't intoxicate yourself. Don't do don't go don't go gambling. But when people were admitting their faults in front of the Prophet Sallam, he didn't exploit them and their weakness he actually helped them deal with those weaknesses like this man he comes to the prophet he says i want to do zina i want to do adultery zina is bad adultery is wrong but the prophet is not saying oh my god you're so bad how evil are you that you want to do this and you're talking to me about this and my sahaba are here he didn't overblow the situation he didn't expand it just okay you want to do something wrong let's talk about it so number one, he never over-exaggerated the problem. Though the problem was extreme, but he didn't make it feel like it was extreme. Because when you go to a counselor and you tell them you have this bad addiction, they're like, oh my God, you really do this? Then you're like, uh-oh. I mean, right away you lose the, the confidence of cure and, and healing. So the Prophet was very good at this. So Umar bin Khattab, I think, when he found this guy involved in vice, 
he did not retaliate, which shocked that person and eventually embarrassed him and he repented. Exactly. And that's one thing. And the second thing is, is that Omar bin Khattab is such a good personality that he didn't want to embarrass anybody. I have to say this hadith. Well, Mufti Sahib, I use this hadith in a cue card as a as a bookmark in my Quran. This, this is how important this hadith is to me. Man, it's a cue card in my mushaf. Man an Anyone that backs up his Muslim brother or sister, just says, no, 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 that's not them. Like, just, you know, like backs them up, stands up for them. It is, it is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to free that person from the fire of hell because they stood up for someone. Behind that person's back. Behind the person's back. Someone saying something about you or someone saying something about someone in the neighborhood of the community. You say, no, 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 I don't believe it. I don't want to hear it. Reverse that, the juicy discussions. Tell me more, tell me more. I Then you... You get multiple places, and there's some like, there's some like, there's some like operators in our communities, those aunties, literally operators. All they do is collect data, right, about people. It's we don't have to do this. But I, Mufti Sab, do you want to say what happened to Aisha? I, what is the most difficult thing that happens after you get accused? Your 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 character get, gets assassinated. Character assassination, right? Your honor, something that, you know, it's more valuable than money, isn't it, Mufti Sab? You yeah, yeah. it. Like, for example, if any one of us integrity was tarnished, do you think anyone would listen to us? Because integrity is more than knowledge, it's more than it's more than wealth, it's more than everything. Yep. Am I correct? Yeah. So what happens when and someone in the modern day problem is blood has become so like cheap. There's so much dhulm all over the world, and also a person's integrity has become so cheap. So a person's reputation has become so cheap. You know, you could just say one thing with one click, you can just Destroy someone's reputation. We have to be more careful with that. But what you're asking, what happens? You know what? The way the Quran says it, right? This is really interesting. The Quran says, When you started saying things about the wife of the Prophet, making rumors, you had no knowledge about this. What that's about? You know what that means? Tell me. They both mean mouth and they both mean tongue, right? Allah is he's telling us a person who just spreads rumors, he doesn't even process information in his mind. It just goes straight from that person's ears to that person's tongue. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Like you received it on your tongue, meaning it, it bypassed your mind and your heart. And right when you heard, so you didn't even think about it. That's why it says it's if alsina. When you receive that information on your tongue, and then you, you spread it. Because if you had, but if he, like if when you heard something like this, if you just had said, you know what, this can't be true, and you just process it with your mind, that's what that means over there, Bajan. You move this up. And then it says, and sometimes when we're saying rumors, we think it's a small deal. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. Allah says, This is a big deal. Let me tell you something about that. And I mentioned this in Surah Hujurat class, right? Um, <laughs> you know, well, your commentators are funny now, man. I can't, I can't keep You know, Ammar, all you guys are commenting. You know what I do nowadays? I literally change the screen, and the whole time I'm looking at Google. 
and not Sheikh Abdullah. Because I can't keep a straight face with Abdullah's gray, Sheikh Abdullah's uh, gray stuff. And I can't keep a straight face with the with the comments that are coming. So I usually have just a Google screen right in front of me, and I'm talking straight to Google the whole time. Google. Now, I, I, I put very little makeup on today from Sephora. Okay, really? Very little. Just, just little, you know, little blush. <laughs> I would not got, you know, and 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 I'm still distracting you, man. You got the bus of this. I blow your gaze, man. Then then you're gonna tell me keep listening to you. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. So I gotta keep looking at you too, you know. Um, so nonetheless, what's interesting about what's interesting about this, and I, I said this today in Surah Hajrat class, Allah says, You know when sometimes we do something, uh, we spread a rumor, we pass a comment, we say something, a lot of times. We do that, we, do, we might say something wrong. And our, we give ourselves a pat in the back or give ourselves a pass by saying, I didn't mean it that way. It came out wrong. That was not my intention. Allah is telling us over here. It is very likely that you did all these good deeds and you said something, even that the, there's, there's intention doesn't matter at that point. Because it, it was your responsibility to be careful and diligent before, like verify before amplify, right? That was your responsibility. It is possible that that one statement you made, you didn't even realize. Maybe you, you didn't mean it that way, but you said it. And now Allah put water on all your amal and you didn't even realize. Over here, Allah says the same thing. You thought it was nothing because you just said it. So that's why you have to be very careful in the way we share things with our clicks, with our mouth, with the way we hear we process information that is so in, important surah an-nur talks about this and but we don't have much more time what, what, what happens when somebody you know hurts your feelings you never want to forgive them yeah like especially if someone comes up to your daughter yeah. i have a daughter i know the feeling like i, have, I may allah protect our daughters mm -hmm. i mean you know i'm not saying that daughters are more vulnerable but their their dignity is so much more precious than men i mean men are very honorable too you know, men can get away with hundred mistakes, and girls, one small mistake, they amplify. Am I right with this up? Yeah. It's just the way the culture and the society looks at it. So, can you imagine that how difficult it would be for someone like Abu Bakr? Because one of the accusers, there are three major Sahaba who are accused: Hassan, Mistah, and Hamna bin Tajash. Right? And when you when you look at the ones who accuse Abu Bakr's daughter, one of them. Is one who receives financial benefit from Abu Bakr Siddiq. He's a relative of Abu Bakr. And Abu Bakr sponsored him as an immigrant. He was a poor person. He came. You know, Abu Bakr said when he found out that his, his own relative was accusing his daughter, he said, Wallahi la alayhi abad. I swear to God, I will not sponsor him. I will not pay anything for him. Muftiza, are you paying attention to me? <laughs> yes, I am. I am. I am. Okay. So now, this is all happening. Like, Abu Bakr is disappointed. That he finds out his own relative is accusing his own daughter, Aisha who is purely innocent. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals 10, 11 verses, claim, you know, reclaiming her innocence. This is Aisha radiallahu Quran is saying she was pure. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu says, you know, once a verdict comes, he says, I'm not spending any, I'm not going to support this person anymore. I'm not going to, basically, I'm not forgiving him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals the ayah talking about people when they're hurt, how to deal with pain, how to deal with accusation. How not how to be the better person when people are being nasty to you? And Abu Bakr is the one who's being standardized. Abu Bakr, I know you're Abu Bakr, you're Siddiq, you're amazing, but I'm telling you, this attitude is not acceptable. We're not gonna accept that you take this personal. 
I, okay, a lot of times people take it personal. You know, like my my honor, my dignity, my my family, you know, you know, but then but then sometimes people justify these people are hurting Dean. That's why I hate them. Like sometimes oh they don't they don't like my masjid. That's why so they use Islam as a scapegoat to hate people. Astaghfirullah. When do we use Islam as a scapegoat to dislike people? If you use Islam, you should love them for the sake of Allah. And if they're doing something wrong, you should hate the action, not the person. Yeah. Right? And I have to say this. The Prophet saw someone in a ditch, down on the ground, filthy, dirty. The Prophet said, will you not help him? The Sahaba said, yes, we will help him. And the Prophet said, this person it, it, literally engrossed in filth. When people are engrossed in sin, we still have to help them. Um, the Prophet <laughs> Help your brother or sister when they're oppressed or when they're oppressing. The Sahaba said, we understand when someone's being oppressed, we can help them. But how do we help an oppressor? The Prophet said, we stop them from the oppression. Right? So in this case, Abu Bakr was hurt deeply. And he said, I'm not spending anything. I'm not going to forgive this person. How many people have hurt our feelings, but we've never spoken to them again? Right, Mufti Sahib? Yeah. They offend us. We get we get hurt. But one of the beautiful things about I know about I can I can this disclaimer about you. I don't know. I can't say this about myself, but I know from my history around you that all my life that I've been with you, you know, I've carried you in my lap for so many years. Uh, I know, you know, I, I know you very well. And I noticed that one of the most beautiful things about you isn't your turban, and it's definitely not your hair, is that your heart is so clean, mashallah. Anyone that does wrong to you, I've noticed you're ready to forgive them. Sometimes I get irritated, but you have this, you always have this positive side of it. It's okay, don't worry. Allah will forgive them. We forgive them. And I'm sure you learned this from your teachers, and eventually this was a teaching of the Prophet. May Allah give us that ability. But Mufti Sahib, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Abu Bakr, it is not permissible for those who have Allah has blessed. Allah basically is saying to Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, those who have given wealth to and blessings, they are not allowed to hold their wealth and not give to those who are poor. Meaning, go and give. Guess what Allah says? You know what Sahaba say? Ibn Mubarak rahimahullah says, verse number 22 of Surah Nur is one of the most hopeful verses in the Quran. Why? Allah is saying to Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, forgive those who accuse your daughter. In Arabic, what does safha mean, Mufti Sahib? To forgive and forget. But in safha, safhatun, safhatun, what does it mean? It means to uh, ignore, to, uh, to, to just wipe off. Literal meaning of safha, literal meaning, paper. Paper, yeah. Thank you. So safha means to ignore, forget. But Safha is also a page. Oh, Safhatun. Yeah, yeah. Safhatun. So when Allah is saying that I want you to forgive and flip the page, just flip the chapter. Flip it, yeah. Just flip it. Never, khalas, it's over. Turn the page, right? And Allah is saying to the Abu Bakr, Abu Muftitab, Don't you want Allah to forgive you? Don't you want Allah to forgive? And Abu Bakr says, I swear I want Allah to forgive me. I forgive Mistah, the accuser of my daughter, and I will spend money on him like I used to spend. If not, guess what? Abu Bakr spent double amount of money. If he was giving 10 gold coins, 
He started giving 20 gold coins. He said, I want, I definitely want Allah to forgive me. I want Allah to be happy with me. So these are the things that, you know, we go through pain in life. We learn, number one, hide people's mistakes. Anyone who hides the Muslim's mistakes, Allah will hide their mistakes on the day of judgment. Anyone that backs up a Muslim brother or sister, Allah will free them for the fire of Jahannam. You know, these are things that we're taught in the Quran and, and Mufti Sab. And this is all about Surah Nur. If we're yeah. human people, we're losing all the light that Allah has given us. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a, we'll end with that. I mean, you spoke about, we beautifully elaborated on how we can get light. We, you said that by lowering your gaze during the day and by putting lowering your head during the night is the way to get Nur from Allah. And the way to lose that nur instantly is is and without even knowing because but then when it becomes night, the day doesn't just go away, but the light fades away, like MJ mm -hmm. fade away, right? It fades away. Have you and seen have you, have you seen ever fade away? No, alhamdulillah, never. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a fade away, I just go away. I just yeah. disappear. So, like the day, the light of the day, it fades away to the night. And you don't even really looked outside. It was right now. It was before I thought, and all of a sudden it's dark like that. Your nur fades away. You don't even realize it's going. Sometimes you do sins. You realize you can do tawbah. But the worst time is, is when this when your sins you're doing sins. You don't even realize it's fading away. All that nur you developed, right? All that nur you developed. It starts fading away into the night. And next thing you know, al kathulamatin fi bahr al jinn yaksha maujum min fauqi maujum min fauqihi sahab dulamatun baghla fauqa baghf. You become immersed in darkness and the, the, that's how it goes away. Your dhulamat can come through sins, but if those sins, you know their sins, you do tawbah. But these things, you don't even know what you're doing. And it's just slowly but surely all the light is going away. Jazakallah khair, brother. Can you just tell us Abu Dujana, what he said at death? Do you remember what he said, Abu Dujana? Abu Dujana, when he was asked, what is the most hopeful action of yours when you stand in front of Allah? We mentioned it earlier, one of the... Um, stand up tafsirs. I mean, we have to coin this differently. It's called stand up tafsir instead of Quran reflection. How do you like that name, Ajan? I'll contemplate it. You contemplate? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Abu Dujana, when he was asked, what's the most hopeful amal of yours that you're going to take with yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And Abu Dujana said, that the most hopeful deed of mine that I'll present in front of Allah on the Day of Judgment is that I have never hurt the feelings of any person with my tongue, nor have I ever harbored any ill feelings in my heart for any individual. These two things I will take with me to Allah. When Allah asked me, Abu Dujana, what did you do for me? I'll present my heart, I'll, I'll present my tongue and my pure heart. Because indeed a person who has a pure heart in this world has a piece of, a, a person who has a pure heart in this world has a piece of paradise in this world. Because paradise is pure, and if your heart is pure, you have attained a piece of paradise. Just like if your heart is full of jealousy, you have a piece of Jahannam living with you because you, you're always restless. So if the opposite is true too, if you have a if you have a pure heart in this world, you have a piece of paradise while you're living in this world. Jazakallah khair for everybody. Jazakallah khair for your advice and your 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 depth information and uh, your your wisdom. And I want to encourage all the crowd again to. We'll be starting at nine forty-five. We're going into the last 10 nights of Ramadan. We're going to have special events happening in the last 10 nights. Later on at night, inshallah, we will publicize that tomorrow in the next program. So 9.45, we will start. Please share and like our pages and what you are um, in, um, you know, uh, also experiencing with the crowd. Jazakumullah khair. Keep us in your du'as. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
گفتی سه 